0: Popcorn Cinema, the movie podcast where we discuss the best popcorn films of the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and today. And we're back for a holiday-themed episode, potentially a holiday-themed episode. That's really the question this time. To be determined. Yeah, we're going to look at Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the 1987 John Hughes comedy film. Starring Steve Martin and John Candy, so that'll be the that'll be the the main film we look at today. Before we get to that, how about some movie news? What's going on in the world of of movies? Any any movie news you want to I think, discuss?
1: I think uh, some some big movie news for for you uh, would be the new Indiana Jones movie that's coming out.
0: Yeah, coming out next year.
1: Yeah. um,
0: There's been a big... It's not out yet. There's a big expose in Empire Magazine that's coming out soon, and there's been a lot of news about that over the last week. The big thing for me... There's been a bunch of stuff. There's been some new photos released, um, some little plot details, which I don't know. I don't want to get too much into the plot stuff. The main thing for me, or the big thing that, that... Gets me is they've revealed that the opening sequence of the movie is going to have a digitally de aged Harrison Ford.
1: That's what I heard too.
0: And I'm skeptical of it. I don't know. I'm skeptical of it. That can work sometimes, but I'll just say that the track record is hit and miss. And to do an entire sequence of it, it I think it works sometimes when it's just like a little cameo mm-hmm. where you get one shot or the actors in the background. But if you're doing a whole sequence and starting your movie with it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, based on what, what was it? A few of the the Marvel movies have done that, and and it it's just not no. Um, I mean, I think they they have a lot of of making up to do after Crystal Skull, and I think to open it up and to reveal that you are starting things off with de aging. Harrison Ford, one, I'm just going to say I'm very shocked that he went along with this. In his in his grumpy old man status, <laughs> I just did not think that that would, he'd be like, yeah, let technology me up, boys. It just seems very, I don't know, maybe he's trying to be like hip to the youths, or they didn't, or he maybe they didn't want to cast like a younger indie type character. But this just seems weird that he was on board with it.
0: I think the two things I'm still I'm still going to give them the benefit of the doubt in this movie. I'm still optimistic about this movie. But the 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 two things that make me believe that it that it could be okay even though I'm skeptical are one that Disney has gotten they there's no doubt they've gotten better at this technology because in um Mandalorian Or, no, it actually wasn't Mandalorian. It was Boba Fett, the Boba Fett TV show, which was kind of like a Mandalorian expansion pack. If anybody watched that show, it was supposedly about Boba Fett, but it ended up really the main stuff ended up being about the Mandalorian. But there was a whole episode where they went to like Luke Skywalker's training planet and they de aged, they had a de aged Luke, and it was pretty good. They had de aged Luke in Mandalorian season two at the very end uh this is uh this is all spoilers i guess for anybody that hasn't watched mandalorian i should have added oh maybe added in a spoiler warning (laughs) um but spoilers if you haven't seen these they had de-aged luke in mandalorian season two and it wasn't great it was okay it wasn't great but then in bobo fett Uh, They did a whole episode where they de-aged Luke and actually it was, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It really, it didn't take you out of it that much. It was pretty decent. So that makes me kind of think, okay, you know, maybe they are getting their, their hands around this tech. And the other thing is that Harrison Ford said, this is the first time he's seen it where he believed that it was real. And I know actors are obligated to say good things about their movies but harrison ford he doesn't mess around usually like if something that's is true. bad he usually does say it is bad like he <laughs> doesn't usually care but especially when it comes to these big franchise things like star wars star wars he never he never really cares <laughs> about star right. wars he always says this, that he doesn't care and he doesn't know what anything is and that's fine And so if, if Indiana Jones, if he thought it was bad, I kind of think he just wouldn't say anything about it. I think he just, he might not say, oh yeah, I I thought it was bad, but I think he might not say too much about it at all. So the fact that he said, oh no, it was actually good. That, you know, makes me think, okay, maybe, maybe it's going to be okay. Maybe it's going to be okay. I'm skeptical, but I'm, I'm kind of, gonna hold out some hope that maybe it's gonna be okay
1: i hope so because i i would really like for this last indie movie to be well this last indie movie with him to be to redeem itself a bit
0: i mean i never have thought that crystal skull is as bad as people say it is i mean i think it is it is bad, bad. and it is 100 percent. it's worse than the original three oh, but i don't think it's yeah the complete disaster that that people say that it is i watched it not that long ago four or five months ago and i probably hadn't seen it in i don't know seven or eight years so you know all a lot of the the fanfare and had had died down from that movie and I, I watched it again and i watched it and i was like this is You know this is okay. Like the parts that are bad, the nuking the fridge, still bad. The the thing that really really bugs me about it more than the nuking the fridge is the sequence where Shia LaBeouf goes swinging through the jungle with monkeys. I hate that so much. Yeah, I know you do. That's still really bad. But (laughs) for the most part, I watched it and I was like, you know, this is okay. Like there's some fun sequences. Like Indiana Jones gets to do some Indiana Jones stuff. They explore some temples and some ruins and do some fun stuff and marion's back and that's fun and i don't think it's that bad i mean it's it's definitely separate from the original three but it's a watchable movie it's not terrible
1: do you think that's why though it gets a lot of hate like i think the same way with the with the Die Hard movies past Die Hard, i will give you four
0: yeah, we disagree about four. we disagree but, about
1: four. I yeah. and and to be fair, I think I do need to give it another shot. I do need to watch it. Maybe i I was a little too judgmental. but I think after four, it really stops being die hard and it's just an action movie. like it it's the the diehard essence is now gone. And I feel like maybe that's why a lot of these newer movies get so much hate is cuz that essence of what the original franchise was is either minimally there or not there at all. So if Crystal Skull is watchable but as you say completely separate from the 3, I don't know, maybe it's cuz it's it's it doesn't have that Indiana Jones like essence to it that it had in the in the 80s, I don't know. That's kind of
0: that's yeah, how I feel I mean, about a
1: lot of these like newer movies being made to add into franchises that were done in the past. It's it just the essence isn't there.
0: I definitely get that. I think the, for me, this is kind of what you're saying, but a little bit different to me. The the thing is always you didn't need to make this movie. There's yes. no reason to have made this. And I think that is a problem with crystal skull. Like you watch it and it's fine. It's a fine movie, but there's just no reason for it, it to exist.
1: It didn't mm-hmm. say anything different.
0: Yeah. And it didn't. I mean, it's nice that, that Indy and Marion get back together and they get married. Um, I don't really feel like the Shia LaBeouf, Indiana Jones son character really adds anything and it. He's not going to be in the new one. So apparently the writers don't feel like he added anything either because he's not coming back. Yep. Um, So, yeah, that it just didn't need to be made. I guess like the new Top Gun probably didn't need to be made either, but it came out and it was good and it felt like it sort of captured the essence of Top Gun.
1: It really did. And yeah, while it didn't need to be made, I think it did add, I think it did add to it. It added to the, the, The canon of the movie um because yeah then we got to see what his life was like post post rooster and like his in his interactions with rooster's family and how that you know i thought that it was nice you know it didn't need to be made but what was made was a very good surprise on on it did a good job
0: yeah there was stuff left to say there was stuff left to uh deal with maverick and yeah goose and goose's son and all that
1: oh goose yeah (laughs) um oops but it uh, yeah crystal skull really was it really did seem like it was just a time to get marion and indy back together which uh, it's kind of like james bond i don't think that these characters i don't think that they need to end up with a happily ever after person because i don't know that those characters are made to be monogamously with someone for ever and ever and ever
0: james bond yeah is definitely a different i mean you know he gets married in the 60s and then his wife dies and that gets referenced from time to time yeah in the movies but um well you you, you saw the re- most recent james bond right did you see the most recent one the last Daniel Craig one.
1: No, I don't think I did. Do
0: you know what happens in it?
1: No, I don't.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to say. You should probably watch it sometime. Fair enough. It it does. I'll just say it definitively wraps up the Daniel Craig tenure of James Bond.
1: Good. Let's move on. Let's find a better Bond. Oops. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know some people think that they should do a um a period piece James Bond where they just go back and do a 60s James Bond or a Cold War James Bond. Please don't. I would, uh, I, I think I'd kind of like to see that. I I don't know if I would want them all to be that, but Yeah. I I kind of Who would, would you like choose to be see. that Bond? I don't know. I kind of think they should just pick an unknown. Mm-hmm. They don't need a big name actor. Just yeah. get somebody just get an unknown cuz most of the you know the ones that I really I think Timothy Dalton is the most underrated James Bond. I think he's a really great James Bond. He is. I think Pierce Brosnan's movies are not the best James Bond movies except for Goldeneye, but he's a great James Bond and he a wasn't great bond. He had been, when he got picked, he was in the TV show Remington Steel, but he wasn't like massively famous. So, you know, I, I'd say just, just get the right person for the character. Don't worry about getting a big name is my position. I also am okay with, I know people get upset about this, but I am okay with if they do the woman James Bond concept where she's not James Bond, but she's 007 which is kind of what they set up in the last Daniel Craig movie. They gave the 007 title to a woman spy and he was still there, but she was 007 and it wasn't clear when the movie ended, how that was going to carry on. But I would, I'd be, I know people get upset about that. Like, Oh, it's too woke. Like that's not a thing we should be doing, but like, I don't know. I think I'm not saying I would want to see that forever if they're going to keep doing James Bond movies, but if you want to do a couple like that, I'd, I'd be okay with that.
1: Yeah. I'm here for that. I mean, it, it, if you look at Archer, like, do you watch Archer? Have you seen Archer? No, I've
0: seen some of it, but I, I don't like watch it.
1: Okay. So Archer had different seasons that had like different sort of universes within the Archer universe. So they had like uh, an Archer vice where for a whole season, it was like Miami vice. Um, There's a lot of cocaine. There's a lot of like bright colors. There's a lot of like real Miami vice wackiness going on. And they're in Miami. Um, There's another season where like Archer is in a coma. And so he's having this coma dream of them all in the 20s or 30s. And so they're all in like flapper dresses and suits and whatnot. And, you know. That and then there's another one where something about in space, and there's some of them are like alien creatures or something like that. It all sounds very silly, but it worked within the oh, some of it worked within the like the universe that they had created within that universe. So I think, yeah, if you did a couple Bond movies of having a female bond, and then they go wanted back, to do
0: that with Halle Berry in She was supposed to get a spinoff after Die Another Day. Oh, really? But that movie, even though it made a ton of money, at the time it was the highest grossing James Bond movie, but nobody really liked it. And then they did the Daniel Craig ones after, and she never got her spinoff. I think that would have been bad, because I thought she was terrible in that movie. Even though I like that movie, (laughs) she's really bad. But they have had plans to do that in the past. So I don't know. I just think I... I'd kind of like to see that, but if they don't do it, you know, I'm also okay with that. There's, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, whatever they do is I'm sure it's going to be fine. If they, if they just do regular, like quote unquote, regular James Bond, I hope they go back to a less serious, less Daniel Craigie, James. Definitely. Bond. Definitely. Take it um, back
1: to the Connery cheekiness. Take it back to like the simple weapons and the gadgets. You got to have the gadgets.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hope they don't go so far as to get into the Roger Moore clownishness, but
1: no, let's all leave that one in the past, shall we?
0: We'll see. (laughs) Okay. So I guess that's that's movie news. We'll probably have more to talk about with Indiana Jones and all of these things in the future, especially as we get closer to Indiana Jones coming out. Woot! So our main movie we wanted to talk about, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, a 1987 comedy film written, produced, and directed by John Hughes, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. There's some supporting actors, but really they're really the only main two. They carry pretty much the whole thing. can do a a, a brief recap. The movie opens with Steve Martin who is Neil Page, an advertising executive. He's at a business meeting in New York City. He wants to get back to Chicago for Thanksgiving. Uh, which is in, I think they say two days, must be two days. The meeting runs late. He gets out of there late. He tries to get a cab, which gets stolen first by Kevin Bacon, little Kevin Bacon cameo.
1: Little cameo. Um,
0: Then he tries to get another cab, which gets stolen by John Candy, who is Del Griffith, who we found out later is the shower curtain King. He sells shower curtain rings. Neil Page, he eventually gets to the airport. He gets on a plane. He ends up sitting next to John Candy, who he realizes stole his cab. They head off to Chicago. The plane, however, gets diverted because of a blizzard in Chicago. And they end up in Wichita, Kansas. And Neil and Dell end up in a hotel together because everything is booked out. And it's just kind of a fish out of water, goofy comedy. Dell is this big, goofy guy, and Neil is kind of an uptight business type guy. And then really, the rest of the movie is just a series of misadventures with them trying to get to Chicago and they end up in on a train that breaks down and then on a bus and in a rental car that explodes on the highway and in the back of an 18 wheeler hauling milk and constantly neil is trying to get rid of dell just constantly trying to ditch him but especially once the rental car explodes which is kind of the culmination of their trip uh, he sort of comes to appreciate Dell a bit more. All these misadventures happen. They finally make it back to Chicago. They get to the train station in Chicago. Uh, Neil gets on the train to head home. And as he's riding home back to his Thanksgiving dinner, he has this realization that this entire time, Dell has been talking about his wife, kind of dropping these little hints, not really saying too much about. Her and he realizes that Dell's wife is at has actually passed away. So he rushes back to the train station and he gets Dell and they go back to Neil's house. And the movie ends with them going in for Thanksgiving dinner, kind of a freeze frame on John Candy's face, and everybody's happy. That's that's the movie. I mean, I'm leaving a lot out because it's just, like I said, the whole movie is just kind of one big misadventure from when they land in Wichita to when they get to Chicago. But that's the basis of it. I mean, again, I'm assuming if you are listening to this, you've probably seen the movie. Hopefully. So the big question I think we have is... Is this a holiday movie? Does it hold up as a holiday movie? I think the big thing that would would indicate yes is that the entire, the the MacGuffin, I guess, is that Steve Martin, Neil Page, is trying to get back to his home in Chicago for Thanksgiving. But beyond that, is it a holiday movie? Does it hold up as Well, what
1: do you... What would you classify as a Thanksgiving movie? What would there aren't be that many factors? Thanksgiving
0: movies actually? Been there are up recently. Not that many Thanksgiving movies. So I don't. I feel like you don't have to clear a high bar to be a Thanksgiving movie because <laughs> there's not that many Thanksgiving movies.
1: Yep.
0: You know, I'll say. On the no side, if I'm going to if I'm going to argue that it's not a holiday movie, not much Christmas music or holiday music. I don't think there's really any. Uh, Maybe there's a a little bit sprinkled in there, but it's not a big deal if there is. Um, You don't really get a big even at the end, you don't get a big sort of Thanksgiving meal scene. They don't like sit down to dinner and have a big Thanksgiving spread. You don't, they don't really talk about the holiday very much, if at all. I mean, the only thing that would indicate that this is a quote unquote holiday movie is that he's trying to get back for Thanksgiving, which they only mention a couple times. So I don't know. That might be a you could, I think you could argue that it's a no. Okay. Okay.
1: Now, I mean, yeah, I think so. We're we're going under, is this, a I think, a Thanksgiving holiday movie? I don't think there's Thanksgiving music. Is there Thanksgiving music in the States?
0: No, not really. But you would expect to hear, you know, maybe a little Christmas music, maybe see the Thanksgiving parade or something like that.
1: That's true. There was no Thanksgiving parade in any of the places they went to.
0: But I guess, you know, Thanksgiving parade does happen on Thanksgiving and...
1: Mm, and they were This is all
0: to get like prior cool. to, yeah, they are trying yeah. to get back to Thanksgiving. Um, you know, some Christmas lights, you might see some Christmas lights or something like that. That's
1: true. I mean, I feel like the, the family element was pretty heavily sprinkled in throughout this movie. Like they might not have mentioned Thanksgiving a lot, but family was mentioned quite a bit throughout the movie. So that, that kind of brings it up for me because Thanksgiving – Thanksgiving is very much being with your family or being with your loved ones, right? And like giving thanks and, you know, I'm thankful for Shmoopy Poo. And so I think like the family aspect was sprinkled in pretty pretty well throughout this movie.
0: Yeah, but you don't, it's only little things. Like he calls his family a couple of times and you see little, maybe a minute here or there of the family, you, they don't really encounter families and when when they're journeying when they're on the bus or or when they're on the train or anything like that
1: ooh get this take their relationship they're all fighting and bickering and i hate you get out of my face bye that their whole trajectory to then coming around and then understanding or like steve martin understanding dell and giving space for dell is just like family you bicker and you fight and sometimes you want to slam a door in their face but then you come back around for the holidays and you're all ah hug it out bud family thanksgiving they then became thankful for one another being in each other's lives, and Steve Martin was like, "I'm sorry that I'm a giant prick," and Dell was all, "That's okay, bud. Now you understand. Let's be friends." Thanksgiving. Bam. Mic drop.
0: Did you? <laughs> I mean, I think this is a... I, I could buy that if. Did you get the impression though that that steve martin ever really came around to liking dell because i, I kind of think that's a that's a question like i think he came around to feeling bad about dell's situation and maybe the way he had treated dell but i think by the end he never re- i don't think he really apologizes to him he he goes and collects him and takes him home
1: that is a point to make i think think neil page page
0: yeah neil page
1: neil page i think he's i think he's like a fuddy-duddy that's the name that came to my that came that's the word that came to mind about him and i think you're right i think he did feel bad for him but i think i don't I don't know that he would have invited him into his home and made that whole big show of you're coming with me if if he didn't come around at least a little bit
0: oh, I think he, come, he comes around a little bit but I'm not
1: like I don't think that they're I don't see them being best friends from here on in I feel like you know maybe it's a call on the holidays how's it going bud let's catch up if we're ever in the same town kind of relationship But I do think that he I think there's a little bit more than like pity there between them uh, towards the end.
0: I I think it's hard to tell. I mean, if I had a criticism of this movie, which, you know, overall, I I like this movie a lot. I think it's it's really good. And there's a lot of good things to say about it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If I if I did have a criticism of it, it's I don't think it sells the kind of evolving respect angle very well. Like I I think Neil Page is sort of mean spirited a lot and just kind of, like you said, he's kind of a grumpy guy, most of the movie. And then he comes around at the end, but there's not a lot of transition. You don't really see a lot of the, like him having this realization that he's, This kind of grumpy guy and and him having this realization that he should be kind of nicer to people and nicer to Dell. It's just, there's that one scene where they're in the hotel after the car's burned up and they get drunk and Neil is, you know, a little bit lighter, Yeah, but that's about it really. And I think, I don't know, I wish there was a little bit more... Because he's mean to Dell so many times, yeah. And John Candy sells that so well. There's a couple times, like the first time they're in the hotel together in Wichita when they first been diverted, and Steve Martin has that really long rant about Dell and how he's like a really boring guy and when they were sitting on the plane together, he hated it and he wanted Dell to stop talking and he's terrible. And that whole scene, I think is great. You're no
2: saint. you got a free cab, you got a free room and someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? Didn't that give you some sort of clue? Like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are that are funny or or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. Honey, I'd, li- I'd like you to meet Dell Griffith. He's got some amusing anecdotes for you. Oh, and here's a gun so you can blow your brains out. You'll thank me for it. <sighs> I-, I-, I could tolerate any any insurance seminar. For days, I could sit there and listen to them go on and on with a big smile on my face. They'd say, how can you stand it? And I'd say, cause I've been with Del Griffith. I can take anything. And you know what they'd say? They'd say, I know what you mean, the shower curtain ring guy, whoa. It's, it's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. I expect you to have a little string on your chest, you know, that I pull out and have to snap back. Except I wouldn't pull it out and snap it back. You would. Ah, 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 ah. And by the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener.
3: You wanna hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get.
0: I think everybody involved in that scene is great because when the camera's on Steve Martin, you're like, man, this is, this is really funny. <laughs> like <laughs> his whole rant is really funny. And then when it's on John Candy, you're like, Oh no, he's so sad. This hurts. This is so bad. And um, it's great. Cause you don't really, you feel bad watching it, but you're also like, Oh, this is funny. And he, he's he's mean. He's mean to him. And there's another scene when they're in the in a diner together, and Steve Martin starts to say like, "Oh, I think we make a really good." And you can John Candy sees like he's he thinks he's about to say we make a really good team, and you can see him like he just like lights up like this is this is great like yeah we do make a really good team. And then Steve Martin says something like we should go our own separate ways, and then John Candy's just like crushed. And there's just like a there's a lot of stuff like that with with Steve Martin just kind of like putting him down and putting him down. And there's not a lot of him at the end building him back up. There's a little bit, it's a little bit, but not bit. a lot.
1: Yeah, that and, breakup scene was was rough. Yeah, that was rough. Cause you get your hopes up too. When John Candy starts, you can see him getting all hot. You're like, oh yay, this is this is the part of the movie where they turn around and become best friends. No, and then and then it just just destroys you a little bit I was sad
0: it's because John candy sells it so, so like when he wakes well. up you you just want him to be happy
1: yeah because Canadian treasure that man yeah Canadian treasure
0: you know uh,
2: I've been thinking that uh, when we put our heads together you know we really we've really gotten nowhere and uh, you know I think I'm holding you up Oh, no, don't say that about yourself. That's not true, Neil. It really isn't true. No, I really think we'll get to where we're going a lot faster if uh, we were alone.
3: Okay. Okay. I see. Pick up. I think uh, I'm just going to take care of this, and I think I'm going to get going. I appreciate uh, yeah. that. Yeah, that's fine. That's You know,
2: yeah. it's just harder for two people
3: to uh, yeah. travel, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sure it is. And if you got reservations? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. <sighs> Thanks for the mail. Yeah, okay, that's all right. And, uh, I think I arranged some of this, too, uh, no, no, this no, thing, no, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. like I told this you, I do time, not right? don't feel like really taking your money, Take the money. Buy your kids a chocolate turkey or something like that. I don't want the money, okay? i just got to leave it there. I've for my Then leave it. If you want to leave it, fine. That's okay. I'm done, okay? I've got to get going now, so if you'll excuse me. i got things to do, uh... So, uh... Good luck to you, and, uh, I hope you get home soon. Yeah, sure you would.
1: I really liked how, I don't know about you when you were in uh, undergrad, but I know here, most of the university towns has that like fun taxi that's all decked out as like a little party inside the taxi. And you the, the driver is always just like kooky dude who's like, all right, guys, like, where are we going tonight? Where's the rave? Where's the party? What are we doing? Um, and I liked that this movie had that. When they're in that taxi, uh, shoot, where were they going? They had that fun taxi that was all decked out and there was lights inside of it. Um, Steve Martin was all grumbly and uh, Del was like, this is great.
0: Yeah, I don't remember where they were when that in that one.
1: I think they, I know they were driving at night.
0: That must have been before they got their car that caught on fire.
1: Yes, yeah, it
0: was. Yeah, there's a couple of good texts. I really like when they, when When in the very beginning, right after Kevin Bacon steals the cab, when Neil, when Steve Martin opens the the cab door and John Candy is in in his cab and the face he makes where he's like, it's really, really funny. Um, And I'm glad they did like a little flashback of that when they were in the airport.
1: Steve Martin does... I mean, yeah, he's he's a comedian through and through. His facial reactions are awesome. And I wrote that uh, he does disheveled really well. Also, hearing him swear, I don't know about you, but hearing him swear and so emphatically is very jarring for me. Because he's, yeah. he's not one of those actors that, you know, throws out F-bombs in every role that he does.
0: So that I saw th- that scene he drops like 18 F-bombs in like one minute or something. Yeah. That scene, Um, this movie would have been rated PG, but it got an R rating because of that one scene.
1: That's hilarious.
0: And um, it's amazing to me that the studio let that happen. I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would let them do that today in a, in a like theatrically released movie on a, you know, a TV series maybe, but a movie going to theaters they'd be like no this has got to be rated pg so we can rake in the the money which maybe is another argument against it being a holiday movie because if it was a holiday movie it would be rated pg yeah
1: it's true this is not a family film
0: but only because of that one scene well, i don't know. no cuz um
1: who is it i think it's dell is reading or watching a porn
0: Canadian, yeah, he's re- when they first meet in the in the airport. The Canadian I don't mounted, know, that's a classic
1: like, Canadian porn, you know.
0: It's not something kids would notice. Uh it's like half of it's like you know, 10 seconds you see that. Yeah, so it's like a paperback book. True.
1: And Ben Stein. Cl-
0: like yeah. You know? the, all, all the supporting actors are just John Hughes. Yeah,
1: very John actors. Hughes.
0: You do like. Yeah, I don't really know the names of many of them, Ben Stein, but yeah. when you watch it, you recognize all of them. It's like, oh, she was the, you know, the secretary in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he was the dad. And, you yes. know, you just recognize them all from John Hughes movies.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I think there was a bit more because Steve Martin and John Candy were so big in the, in that time. I think giving some allowance for them to do what they do. That's why that scene was in there.
0: I mean, it's very, it's very funny. And the punchline is really, really good.
2: Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat.
3: I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me.
2: And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile in my fucking face. I want a fucking car, right fucking now.
0: May I see your rental agreement?
2: I threw it away.
0: Oh, boy.
2: Oh, boy, what? You're fucked.
0: I mean, I'm glad it's in there. It's just surprises. Like I said, it surprised me that the studio let them do that. Cause I just don't imagine a studio letting a director slip that through today. If it if it was the difference between a PG and an R rating. Yeah, that's a huge you can't jump. imagine a studio being okay with that now.
1: Yeah, it's a huge it's a whole different audience. Like you're not even close to the same audience from PG to R. you're you're, yeah going from like kindergarten to university there (laughs) i really like the music through this it was very road trippy music yeah i really like that but yeah i guess i think i'm on the fence of whether this is a, a holiday movie because i think there are a few things there are some things that do make this holiday movie like uh i think had they done a big turkey dinner scene at the end. That definitely would have, I think, solidified it for me. And like, yeah, Steve Martin doesn't openly say, I'm sorry for being a dick. But I think him bringing him home was like his way of apologizing because he did, for the whole movie, he spent, he put in a lot of effort not to give a lot of himself to Dell wouldn't give him his phone number, wouldn't give him his address, didn't want to stay in touch, like did everything he can to get away from him. And then he's bringing him at the end, he's bringing him into his space. So I feel like that's his prick businessman way of saying I'm sorry.
0: No, I mean, I agree. I agree. I, like I said, I I just wish there was a little bit more of that kind of transition shown. Because it feels a little bit abrupt to me. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's a good ending. Yeah, and I agree. If if they had all kind of sat down to dinner and and the final scene, that might have that would have really solidified it as like for sure this is a holiday movie. Because the the freeze frame on John Candy too, it's not, it's not totally. At least I didn't feel like it was totally like oh this is a really sweet happy ending it's kind of bittersweet because it's like his wife is dead and he's being welcomed into these people's house but he even in the end I think looks it's happy but it's it's sad too it's not like his life is now great He he's having this this nice kind of heartwarming moment but it doesn't solve all his problems
1: right absolutely I was also, I think when it came closer to the end, because I haven't seen this movie since I was, I don't know, early undergrad, and then before that, not since I was a kid. Um, so I didn't really remember many parts of it. but I I thought I had remembered, but clearly I made it up, a scene where John, not John, um, Steve Martin, I would have hoped, I guess, that there was a scene at the end where they have the holiday dinner, and then Steve Martin does this toast to, you know, I'm thankful for my family. And my new friend, uh, and laudity blah blah. And you see John Candy at the other end of the table just kind of aw, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that would have been really nice to see.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a nice ending because I think that that kind of bitter sweetness about it is a good ending for the movie. But if you wanted to solidify it as a holiday movie, I think all of this stuff you could have added would have done that.
1: Yeah, the movie focused a lot on their um their struggle being with each other.
0: You know, I was thinking too. I you know they did a um, it wasn't it wasn't very long lasting, but they did do a Ferris Bueller sitcom. I would have loved to have seen. I think you could have done a really good Dell sitcom if dell had moved in with neil and they'd Ooh. done a sitcom about that then you could have done a great sitcom that
1: would have been a good sitcom i would have watched uh, that
0: yeah i think that would have been i think that would have been good
1: i made a note of um when when they're on the bus and they're all singing songs and then steve martin chooses a song that no one knows and it's just that moment of ah uh, okay i'm just gonna sit down and shut up now Did that make you think of just you in life? Because that I felt very called out in that scene of like, yep, I will mention a song and people look at me like I've just spoken in Spanish or something.
0: (sighs) I didn't feel called out, but I thought that to me, is that's the funniest scene in the movie. I think that part is so funny because he sings like this. He's trying to be very highbrow and elegant and he sings this like three coins in the fountain or whatever. I don't know what the song is, yeah. but it's um it sounds like it's like Frank Sinatra or something like that. Right. And then everybody's like, what? And then Dell immediately sings the Flintstone. Yes. And it's so <gasps> funny. That that to me is the funniest part of the movie. I love that part. It
1: resonated hard with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the funniest thing. That gets me every time I see this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like it. I you, thank you, thank you. All
3: right. All right. Who knows a tune here? Who wants to sing a tune? Who's got a song?
2: I got one. Uh, you got one. Neil Page has got one. Three coins in a fountain. Each one seeking happy. You know this. Seeking happiness. Thrown by three hopeful lovers. No. Flintstones, Flintstones, meet the
3: Flintstones, and the modern Toys family. From the town of Bedrock, they're a page right out of history. When you're with the Flintstones, I have a do time, I have a new time,
2: you'll have a gay old time.
1: I think Steve, Steve Martin just does that physical comedy that. Like I said, the disgruntled, disgruntled, disheveled thing very well. Have you seen Father of the Bride?
0: Yeah. So I was going to say, I'm not super familiar with Steve Martin overall. I'm I'm way more familiar with John Candy. Mm. I mean, mostly because I've seen Cool Runnings probably like a thousand times. Oh,
1: classic. But
0: um, yeah, I've seen Father of the Bride. I've probably seen the second one. I, I don't really remember it, but I'm sure I've seen it. But that's really about it for Steve Martin movies. I've seen, I think, the three amigos.
1: Three amigos Um, is fun. There's Roxanne.
0: Never seen Roxanne. Mm. But I mean, I know it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm just not like I mean, obviously, I know who he is, he's really famous. Yeah. But I've not seen a lot of his movies. So
1: there's a scene in Father of the Bride that reminds me a lot of his character in this movie where he's in the grocery store and he...
0: Yeah, the hot dog oh scene. Oh my God, the, like hot dog the, scene, the hot dog bun scene. And then he goes yeah. to
1: grocery store jail because of how angry he gets. And I that that scene is the funniest scene of the whole movie. And it's something that's stuck in my head now, even since I was a kid. And that is just, I think, Neil Page, the entirety of the movie. And it's so funny because he does it so well.
0: Yeah, that is very similar to Neo-Page.
2: Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I want to buy eight hot dogs and eight hot dog buns to go with them. But no one sells eight hot dog buns. They only sell 12 hot dog buns. So I end up paying for four buns I don't need. So I am removing the superfluous buns. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but you're going to have to pay for all 12 buns. They're not marked individually. Yeah. You want to know why? Because some big shot over at the Wiener Company got together with some big shot over at the Bun Company and decided to rip off the American public because they think the American public is a bunch of trusting nitwits who pay for things they don't need rather than make us stink. Well, they're not ripping off this nitwit anymore because I'm not paying for one more thing I don't need. George Banks is saying no! Who's
1: George Banks? But then have you seen um, uh, uh, that's that TV series he's doing now with uh, Steve Martin, with Martin Short and um, Selena?
0: No, I've heard it really good, though. It is
1: good, and I highly recommend it to you and anyone listening to watch that. He is sort of the opposite of these characters in that he's really kind of like calm, cool, and collected. And it's interesting to see that when in the like 80s and 90s, Steve Martin is very uppity and very uppity, very animated. That's the word.
0: Only Murders in the Building? That one. Yeah, I've heard it's really, really good. I haven't watched it. That's
1: a good one. I definitely recommend that. So I don't know. I think... I think I'm on the fence of whether or not this is this is a holiday movie. I think this is definitely a John Hughes movie.
0: See, I actually you don't think so. It doesn't feel very John Hughesy to me. I mean, it it does and it doesn't because when I think of John Hughes, the things I immediately think of are like the high school age sort of coming of age, the
1: brat pack comedies,
0: uh, you know, Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller um 16 candles candles yeah those kind of movies and this is definitely not that so it feels a bit different you see all the the john like i said you see all the john hughes supporting actors so that, that part of it feels very john hughes but um i don't know it feels it has a bit of a different vibe to me from His more, I don't want to say more famous. This movie is pretty famous, but um, his other movies that he directed, I thought.
1: Well, he also does like yeah. He's got more of the like family featured movies, uh, definitely. You know, Home Alone as well. But
0: yeah, the ones that he yeah. But then like he
1: also wrote Christmas Vacation, and that I would say is is has more of a similar vibe to this. Uncle Buck, not as similar, but similar-ish vibe to this. This definitely isn't one of his coming-of-age family movies like he did with the Brat Pack and, yeah, Home Alone, and and it looks like he had a, a role in uh, the Beethoven movies as well, so Baby's Day Out. So, like, those are family feature movies with that classic ha ah, feeling that you can get from John Hughes movies. But I think this is more towards the like Christmas vacation national lampoon movies.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I I think just when I think of the movies that he directed, like if somebody asked me, like, what's the quintessential John Hughes directed movie? I would either say Ferris Bueller or The Breakfast Club. And those are both that kind of yeah. like teenage coming of age sort of deal. I don't know, it doesn't doesn't mean this movie's bad. It's just a different kind of thing for him for things that he directed. For stuff that he wrote, like you're definitely right. This is yeah, I'd say definitely more in the Christmas vacation zone. Yeah, you can see a lot more of the stuff that he wrote in this, I think. Yeah. But it's not
1: it's not the Breakfast Club, but it did it does still feel John Hughesy to me. (laughs) see i I go to Home alone as like classic, definitely the the brat pack stuff, but home alone's in there, and I'm very excited to get to watch it soon,
0: yeah, home alone, which also I think the best part of home alone is John Candy also
1: yeah the polka and King. he's
0: the polka King or whatever he is in that and this he's he's the in
1: shower curtain planes
0: trains and automobiles he's the
1: let's see
0: and in that he's the polka King.
1: Yeah, same. It's been a
0: long time since I've seen Uncle Buck. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's not Is the, he king the king of, of anything well, in that? I don't know. Yeah, he's
1: not really the king of anything in Cool Runnings. He's like the the coach.
0: Yeah, but he was like the ultimate bobsledder gold medal winner. And then he cheated and got disqualified from the Olympics.
1: Come on, John Candy. That's not the Canada way.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, he really is—he is Irv Blitzer. Like I've seen that movie <laughs> so many times, I just can't not see him as Irv Blitzer.
1: Yeah. Uh R.I.P.
0: Yeah, it's real its it is—it's so sad to see him. I. It would. We should have got more John John Candy. We movies.
1: absolutely should have. We really, really should have. Um all right what about you do you do you have a definitive yes or no of whether this is a holiday movie with whether this is a Thanksgiving holiday movie
0: I mean I feel like I've mostly been arguing arguing that it's not but I definitely think that it is <laughs> <laughs> um, The entire movie is about him going home to Thanksgiving dinner like yep. 100% it's a Thanksgiving movie I it's it's definitely a Thanksgiving movie Yeah The whole thing looks very cold there's a lot of snow A
1: lot of snow
0: Um, it all kind of, even though there's not a lot of holiday music, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, Christmas lights or anything. It all just kind of feels very holiday-ish, you know, lots of holiday travel. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely a holiday movie. Yeah.
1: Everyone in the movie is trying to get home to see their family for the holidays as well. The wife is waiting up for him. Oh, there's the kid's pageant. His daughter does the, the... Thanksgiving pageant thing and I'm thankful that my daddy's gonna be coming home soon.
0: And would you watch this movie in July? Like you could, but you could. You but know, probably not.
1: No, it's it's full of snow. Yeah. This is definitely a November movie.
0: Yeah, it it feels very November. It feels very holiday. You know, we've said a bunch of times. They they definitely could have added you know, a big holiday scene at the end, but I don't know. It didn't, didn't really need it. No,
1: (laughs) I think there are other aspects in it that qualifies it as, as a holiday movie as we're, we're saying it's definitely not a December movie. This is not a movie I would watch during the Christmas holiday time or the holiday time.
0: Doesn't It's not a Christmas movie. Definitely not. It is. It is. Yeah. Definitely a November, thanksgiving movie i don't know do you i mean do you draw a distinction between like a canadian thanksgiving movie and an american thanksgiving movie is there a difference
1: no because canadian thanksgiving is in october so i'm watching halloween yeah. movies in
0: uh that's true october yeah. i'm
1: not breaking up halloween for some for planes, trains, and automobiles. That's that's or Adam's family values. Like that's not happening. That's going to be a November thing. So, no. Also, Canadian Thanksgiving is nowhere near as big as Thanksgiving is for you guys in the states. Again, we have Halloween decorations everywhere. We're only focusing on Halloween. Thanksgiving in Canada, from what I've seen, is really just a, a, a an extra long weekend away from work. Mm -hmm. and you make dinner you have family thing but it's not a big like commercial thing here we don't have a thanksgiving parade um you know we i think we kind of piggyback off of you guys and we wait for all of your thanksgiving stuff to happen in november for us to for us to go Ooh, thanksgiving even though we've already celebrated a month ago
0: yeah that makes sense yeah, and this wouldn't really make sense in October because it looks so cold and all yeah. that. So yeah, I'd say definitively is a Thanksgiving movie. I think it holds up as a Thanksgiving movie. Um on, on Wikipedia it says they're they're doing a remake no. with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. No. Just just no. to throw that out there. No. That's what Fake Wikipedia news. says.
1: Fake news. Well, you know what? Wikipedia, when I was in teachers college. Best, best Wikipedia story I think ever. I tell it to all my students. So one of the guys in my program told us that Wikipedia, he wrote in Wikipedia under Enrique Iglesias's page that he co-wrote Hero. That sentence was on uh, his page for five years, I believe he said, until someone in Wikipedia caught on and got rid of it. So I am choosing not to believe that that is true. Because it's on Wikipedia, and until I see anything coming forward from it, I am choosing to believe that they are not doing this remake with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. No, thank you. I don't subscribe.
0: You don't... There's no reason to remake this?
1: None. There's nothing left um... unsaid. Unless you want to do a TV show, but it should have been with John Candy. You could do a like
0: I I would have liked the TV show. I think TV show would have been cool. It's also like the why you don't need to remake this specifically. It's not like it's a very original idea in particularly. It's just you know the kind of road trip misadventure movie. There's lots of those. You could do your own one without remaking this.
1: Yeah. Trying to get Um, home to see your family end up in the wrong place at the wrong time, stuck with a stranger. Hilarity ensues.
0: So, okay. that Yeah, I think that would probably be bad.
1: Bad Will Smith. Bad Kevin Hart. Don't do it.
0: Any Anything else to add about planes, trains, and automobiles?
1: I think I don't know if this is an underrated movie or an appropriately rated movie, but it's a good one.
0: Yeah, I kind of think it's I think it's probably appropriate related, rated. I don't think it's amazing it's not you know i would never be like oh this is my favorite movie or this is my favorite comedy movie i think this is great yeah. but when it's on i'm like oh i like this movie this movie's good november rolls around i look forward to putting this on and watching it it's good
1: it's a good comedy and um i i'm gonna yeah don't remake it
0: <laughs> <laughs> one thing i did think about this the kevin bacon cameo. It would have been great, I think. People may disagree with this. I think it would have been great if instead of Kevin Bacon it was Charlie Sheen and he was playing his character from Wall Street and Ooh. this was like within the Wall Street extended universe, like before expanded universes were a thing. Right. I think that would have been really funny and and cool.
1: Did John Hughes have anything to do with Wall Street though?
0: I don't think so, but I I, think I'm so. sure they were right around the same year.
1: Maybe yeah. Wall Street
0: was a little earlier.
1: I think Wall Street was also like mid to late 80s.
0: Wall Street was 87, so they there were we the go. exact same, same year. year. So yeah, you could have plugged in Charlie Sheen there. I think his name was Bud Bud in um, Wall Street. Originally, I thought, oh, well, you put in Michael Douglas and have him, him be the guy. But it would have been better if it was Charlie Sheen as like the young hotshot guy. I think that would have been cool. That would have been Probably something nobody would have thought of and nobody would have ever done, but I think it would have been funny.
1: That would have been funny. I like that. Oh, what could have been?
0: It would have been really, really weird if Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was in the same cinematic universe as Wall Street, though. They're very different movies, but that's what made it fun. I guess Kevin Bacon, you can just assume he's this is the cinematic universe of like basically anything because Kevin Bacon's in all the things.
1: A lot. Love that.
0: All right. I guess that's it. Planes, trains, and automobiles.
1: Definitely
0: is... a Thanksgiving movie.
1: Still holds up.
0: Still holds up. Yep. Unless you disagree with us, in which case you can email us at popcorncinema at gmail.com. and tell us that we're wrong (laughs) unless you really want to see that will smith kevin hart remake but i don't know don't email us and tell us that because i don't know i'll probably just delete that email uh, you're
1: entitled to your your wrong opinion and um if you do have that opinion i would like we would like to hear specifics as to why how you've come to this interesting opinion
0: (laughs) well that's it for this episode uh we'll be back probably probably with another holiday episode maybe with maybe with another one before the Christmas movie episode but we'll see until then keep, keep watching, watching
1: movies <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. oh no he's so sad.